Good morning. I'm James Holman from The Washington Post, and this is The Daily 202 for Monday, September 24th. In today's news, Nikki Haley is being marginalized inside the Trump administration. The former Obama White House counsel may get indicted after Paul Manafort flipped. And President Trump is keeping Rod Rosenstein for now. But first, the big idea. It's no longer he said versus she said. Now it's he said versus they said. Deborah Ramirez, a classmate of Brett Kavanaugh's at Yale University in the mid-1980s, told The New Yorker magazine that Kavanaugh exposed himself to her at a party when they were both first-year students. She says she remembers him laughing while pulling up his pants. Ramirez told the magazine that they both had been drinking at the time of the incident and acknowledges some gaps in her memory, but she said she remembers another student shouting out Kavanaugh's name. The new accusation further roiled Kavanaugh's nomination to the Supreme Court hours after the Senate Judiciary Committee agreed to let Professor Christine Blasey Ford testify on Thursday morning about her allegation that Kavanaugh sexually assaulted her when they were teenagers and attempted to rape her. Several people vouch for Ramirez's credibility in the New Yorker piece, and she's asking for an FBI investigation. Once again, Kavanaugh categorically denied the charges. He called it a smear, plain and simple. White House spokeswoman Carrie Kupek says the administration, quote, stands firmly behind Judge Kavanaugh. But his nomination is now in peril. All it would take to kill it is two Republican senators saying they can't vote for him. Everyone is watching Senator Susan Collins of Maine and Lisa Murkowski of Alaska. Both have remained undecided. Kavanaugh says he's eager to testify on Thursday to defend his reputation. People who have been attending the preparation sessions at the White House ahead of the hearing on Thursday say he's grown frustrated during practice sessions when stand-ins for Democratic senators ask questions about his private life, particularly his drinking habits and sexual proclivities. There were certain questions he simply refused to answer, insisting they were too personal. Now, Professor Ford's attorney said on Sunday afternoon that they agreed to the hearing this week despite the Judiciary Committee's refusal to let her speak after Kavanaugh's testimony, interview other people she identified as present at the party where the alleged assault took place, or ask the FBI to look into her allegations in advance of her appearance. Ford's lawyers also say they have not been told whether the Republican senators on the committee would themselves ask Ford questions or defer to staff or perhaps an independent lawyer to question her. It's customary that senators would ask their own questions during public hearings, but there's potential political risk if the all-male, all-white roster of Republicans on the panel grills Ford. Few of the men have any experience questioning sexual assault victims, and it could bring back memories of 1991, when Professor Anita Hill told the panel that Supreme Court nominee Clarence Thomas had repeatedly sexually harassed her. He denied it and got confirmed anyway. And that's the big idea. Here are three other headlines that should be on your radar. Number one, President Trump and other world leaders will gather this week in New York for the annual United Nations General Assembly. As they do, UN Ambassador Nikki Haley is expected to have a lower profile than during last year's confab. Haley is among a select few cabinet aides who speak frequently and directly with the president, a sore spot for some White House officials. 
But her public role has narrowed as Trump's national security team was shuffled over the past year and advisors who advanced more nationalistic agendas on trade, immigration, and international engagement gained favor with the president. A pair of incidents in which Haley announced policies or plans that were quickly changed has raised other questions about her footing in the administration. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo and National Security Advisor John Bolton have both taken over from more passive and ideologically moderate aides, and they're asserting themselves. Haley's influence at the U.N. has been blunted by Trump's policy decisions that many other nations opposed as well, such as pulling out of the Iran deal. Haley told reporters that Trump's speech at the U.N. will focus on American sovereignty and foreign aid. The speech was written by senior Trump advisor Stephen Miller, the immigration hardliner. He's clashed with Haley, including just days ago, over the administration's new cap on refugee resettlement. Number two. Former Obama White House counsel Greg Craig is under scrutiny by federal prosecutors in Manhattan for work he conducted on behalf of the pro-Putin leader of Ukraine in 2012. The effort was coordinated by Paul Manafort, and it is being probed as an offshoot of Bob Mueller's broader Russia investigation. Craig's case and that of two Washington lobbyists who worked with Manafort on Ukrainian matters were referred last April to New York prosecutors who appear to be focused on whether the three failed to register as foreign agents while working on the Ukraine issues. No charges have been filed, and representatives for all three men expressed confidence that their clients didn't violate the law because they didn't need to register as foreign agents. Still, the investigation of Craig, along with D.C. lobbyists Vin Weber and Tony Podesta, has shaken the lobbying and legal community, which until recently has faced little scrutiny for representing foreign clients. Number three. South Carolina Republican Senator Lindsey Graham says he believes Trump's enemies in the Justice Department are staging what he called a bureaucratic coup against the president. Graham called on Deputy Attorney General Rod Rosenstein to appoint a special counsel to investigate the president's critics. Graham's comments on Sunday came after the New York Times reported Friday that Rosenstein once floated the idea of wearing a wire during conversations with Trump and that there was even discussion of invoking the 25th Amendment. His allies say the remark was made in jest shortly after the abrupt firing of FBI Director Jim Comey. Graham said he didn't favor firing Rosenstein, who was denied the Times report, and said he never advocated for removing the president from office. Instead, Graham pointed his finger at others in the Justice Department who he says have tried to destroy the president. He referred specifically to former FBI officials Andy McCabe, Lisa Page, and Peter Strzok, who have all since either been fired or left. After the Rosenstein story broke, Trump had received mixed messages when he pulled his staff and monitored Fox News to determine whether he should fire the deputy AG. Some urged the president to ax him. Others suggested restraint while seeing if the report was incorrect or if it was perhaps planted by an adversary. Still others told the president that firing Rosenstein now, before the November midterm elections, would only lend more credence to Democratic talking points that the administration is in disarray and that it could damage the GOP's chances of holding the House. Ultimately, Trump decided to keep Rosenstein, at least through the election. And that's The Daily 202 for Monday, September 24th. Thanks for listening. I'm James Holman. I'll talk to you tomorrow. 